Welcome to the Geniuses of Copywriting Podcast, a peek into the minds and strategies of the world's greatest copywriters, marketers, and persuasion experts. And now, here's your host, Brian Cassangina. Hey guys, welcome to Geniuses of Copywriting. I'm uh, privileged to have my good friend and master marketer and copywriter, Mitch Miller, on the show today. So thanks for coming on the show today. Um, uh, you and I are sitting here at Wizgars in Salon. It's one of our, our hangouts here. We've got some nice whiskies and uh, and uh, got a nice stogie there. So uh, uh, thanks to those guys for letting us hang out here and uh, do a bit of filming. So um, uh, we were talking about something just uh, off camera before we started here. So uh, let's revisit that con- conversation because it's really interesting and really instructional for uh, the listeners on the show. So thanks for coming on. <laughs> thanks, man. Let's do this. Okay, so yeah, it was interesting. We were chatting about... Okay, so... One of the, the biggest mistakes people make when they're, when they're copywriting is that they're actually copywriting at all. Yeah. Um, they're trying to come up with the words. They're trying to come up with stuff to say. But um, that's just absurd to me. You don't, I don't write copy. Uh, I just steal and jot my market's thoughts down, and then they, they pay me money to get them back from me. Wow. So what I'm trying to say is that like, you shouldn't be stressing about which words to say. You should do your fucking market research to know what's going on in their heads so that you just write that down. It shouldn't be stressful. Um, you shouldn't need to come up with words. You would only use language that they use. And if you don't know the language that they use, you haven't done your fucking research. So you shouldn't you have no business writing anything. Mm. And so we we're talking about like leaving your baggage at the door, leaving your, leaving your, you leaving yourself at the door when you write, leave your ego at the door, your beliefs, your biases, all that shit. It's like, just because you buy clothing primarily for comfort and then uh, to, to, to feel like you made an intelligent decision and you're an intelligent person and then just like, you know, to have a cloth over your body, like just to, just to have like body shelter. It's like that doesn't mean that's the value system of somebody who somebody you're of your market. If you're selling clothing to them, maybe their number one is to feel attractive and then to be liked and then to feel unique or to stand out. Right. Yeah. Maybe you buy clothes to stand in and fit in and they buy clothes to stand out. Don't bring that shit to the sales process unless you know for sure that you share the value system of your market. And yeah. if you do, that's why it's a cheat code to sell to sell to a market that you're in because at least you know them. Yeah, yeah. And so like it's pretty risky if you're a copywriter and you're going outside of niches you don't know um, because the value systems can conflict and you'll, you'll fuck yourself up. So we were talking about, yeah, leaving yourself at the yeah. door when you copyright. That's really interesting, and I'm going to ask you about value systems uh, a bit later because uh, it's something that I know you've uh, touched on a little bit uh, so far, and I, and I want to uh, get your um, expanded opinion on that. But um, let's say um, we're not writing for a niche that, that, that we know of. I asked about niches as well. Um, but uh, if we're not in the market that we're writing for, so you know, I'm a copywriter, I play guitar, and I and uh, uh, an entrepreneur. So if I'm not writing for one of those niches, I got to do market research. Um, how do I go about getting the real uh, triggers and, and hot buttons of uh, that make my market buy in that case? You okay? So th- that you brought up a good point. So most people doing market research are looking for those buying triggers. They're like they're 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 on a hunt. Yeah. They don't if they know it or not. Uh, they're they're on a hunt to see what the hell is going to make someone buy their damn product. That's what they're literally looking for. Now, what's interesting is so they go through all this fucking song and dance to find it. They're doing the avatar. They're doing the uh, it's like an FBI profile, and they're like, yeah. what's their demographic? What's their psychographic? What's their income level? What color of flannel shirts do they fucking wear? It's like boxers, briefs, 
you know, Joe Rogan podcast. What do they what do, what do they read? What do they what do they cook at home? It's like, do they have kids? It's like, what is their profile? Mm. Okay, what's their what's their worldview? What's what is their values? Like, who are they? And when you when you come to the conclusion about who they are, that's awesome. Like now you know how to talk to them. Now you know how to build trust with them. Now you know how to have a rapport with them. You know how to explain their problems better than they can, so they'll trust you for a solution. You 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 get them, and then they feel like you're one of them the way you talk to them because you know how to talk to them now because you profiled them out yeah, like a yeah, creep. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> now you'll still never find what you're looking for. So you're looking for the buying triggers. What's going to make them buy? Well, those things. The reason you don't find them in the research, even though you're so desperately doing so, maybe if you don't even realize it, is that those things are universal. So there's two parallel tracks here. People say, what's the, what's the best way to get good at copywriting? And I used to say, get into weird situations. Like, I've been in crazy fights and weird things around the world and um, just like weird situations in my life. It was in all of my own doing by just being a chaotic person and not having my shit together. But, um, but the real answer is you learn self-help and psychology at the same time because the truth is those buying triggers you're looking for those are those are universal and those are those are found in understanding people so everyone's doing market research to look for buying triggers but don't do market research for buying triggers um, go do market research so that you can build rapport and have trust and know how to speak to the person but the reason they're fucking buying is universal it's universal buying triggers, whether it's to, uh, whether it's to like deep down, whether it's to prove somebody wrong, whether it's to uh, prevent, you know, a lot of a lot of hidden reasons why why women will buy weight loss products is to uh, make so their man doesn't lose, so they don't yeah. lose their man, or so they they don't their man doesn't cheat on them and things like that. Like these are the real fucking reasons, and that has nothing to do with market research about the the avatar. It's like no, those those are those are universal. Uh, fears and reasons. So people are looking for those fears, those desires and stuff when they create the avatar. It's like, keep that shit separate, man. It's like, do the do the avatar and the profile, but keep the fears and the aspirations and deep, dark stuff. Keep that shit out of that. Profile them so you know how to speak to them and have their trust and stuff. But then just study the universal reasons people will buy stuff and then you'll really start to understand and put copy together. It's not that fucking difficult to do when you understand that people are basically all the same and they basically buy for all the same damn reasons. Yeah, that's really interesting. And I want to expand on that because, uh, um, you know, as copywriters, when we uh, start our training and we go to all the seminars, we buy all the courses, you know, um, we're taught to uh, write to niche niches. And I want to get onto this now because it's really interesting. I know that uh, you've touched on this subject uh, a little bit and, and I'm really looking forward to um, you expanding on this for us because uh, we're taught to write for niches. You know, if we've got a, um, a, a, a service for accountants or a service for uh, speakers or a, uh, or a course for, for, for other copywriters or something like that. So um, how do we, you know, because it's too expensive and too difficult to, to just do a, a market to the, the entire internet or the entire world. Mm. Um, it's not reachable, so uh, not, not with any reasonable amount of money. You know? <laughs> uh, we're not all Coca-Cola or Pepsi yeah. with their marketing budgets. Um, so we're taught to niche. Um, but you are talking about something different, which I think is really important. So uh, can you take us through your, your view of that? Okay, so... The, the problem with niching is we can't we can't just do niching anymore. It's too expensive, like you just said. 
because I mean, even in the U.S. alone, it's right. Like um, 92% of all retail sales done in the U.S. is still done offline. Yeah. That leaves only 8% of online sales yet. And then out of the 8% that's left, you got 49% owned by Amazon. So really, Amazon has half of all online yeah, retail. Bit, yeah. yeah, we get the 4% left. So no wonder cost to acquire customers driving through the roof. Yeah. You know, Perry Belcher talked about this um, not too long ago. That's where I understood this from. And he's like, no wonder that everything's drive the cost is driving everything. So you can't. You can't just, in the same way you can't be Coca-Cola and just be like, and just broadly advertise to everybody, usually. Um, there are exceptions, of course. Um, you, you have to start niching down. And this is not, this is nothing new. The idea of like targeting down in your advertising, yeah. that's nothing new. But something to consider is that in this day and age, especially to keep costs at somewhat reasonable, you got to go down even further. And so here's what I mean. Let's use something fucking random. Let's use accountants. You're going to sell something to accountants. It's like, okay, you can no longer usually just broadly sell something to accountants. You can, but here, I'm going to show you, I'm going to show you how to get your cost down and also have your message so fucking targeted on point that it's, that it's crazy. And then also they, they will trust you so much more for other products and services that you may have. So you have the niche of accountants. Yeah. Now, is it not true? Because if you look at, let's say, uh, let's say worldviews, people have different worldviews. We all have different worldviews. Now, people tend to collect on different, uh, in different groups of worldviews, and that's why, why you have the left and right politics. You have people who are, are tend to collect in the worldview of a of an open type of liberal progressive uh, type type worldview and mindset and then you have people who are on the other side who are you know the conservative right-wing type and people align uh, are littered across the middle and you know this and that and so um if you think about it all accountants are not of a certain worldview right because it's just a fucking occupation now there may be certain different like there's a certain type of personality that may be drawn to accounting yeah. but as far as worldviews go it's all over the board so there are right-leaning conservative accountants and there are left-leaning liberal accountants. Anyone with a half a brain knows as soon as I say that, that the sales copy, the conversation that you want to have to be targeted or to be uh, on point, so to speak, to a liberal accountant versus a conservative accountant are completely different from each other. They couldn't be further apart, like li almost literally. And so if you want your copy to be super on point, because people tell me my copy is like on point, it's like, well, what does on point mean? It's like, well, we're copywriters, so let's, let's break down the words. On point. Point means point. And then obviously the more, uh, the more sharp the point is, the, the better the copy is. So what that means is that it's laser focused. So if you just have a, a general ad to accountants that's general language and whatever, that's going to cost most people do. Most people do. Yeah. It's going to cost you more and it's less on point because the conversation is not if, if, if you know what I mean, it's like the conversation is not super sharp and on yeah. point because you're not speaking straight to that worldview and the conversation is different. So I'm not saying you will, you will go broke trying just to generally, I'm saying if you want to be better, and you want to be super on point, fucking have that conversation at to 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 the worldview, different worldviews of the accountants. Hit the conservative side with the same with because then you can have fucking you can common enemy right is huge in copy and sales and persuasion. Yeah. It's like well you can if you're if you're selling to liberal accountants now you can fucking con common enemy Trump. Yeah, it's like 
now you can go there. It's like maybe you have two account, maybe you have a campaign going to the conservative side and you have a campaign going to the liberal side. It's like my point is is that your copy and the relationship that you have with your market will be the 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 better it will be the more that you decide to market to a worldview and they know that you're one of them and you share their worldview than just being, hey, I'm here in the niche to sell to accountants, so to speak. Mm. That's That I think is really cool because uh, uh, it, it, it goes down a rabbit hole of, of really knowing your market and, and what makes them tick, what they like and what they hate. And uh, choosing who a Yeah, choosing a slice of it. Um, rather than just trying to appeal to everyone. Because if you, if you uh, appeal to everyone in the accountant niche, it's no different uh, strategically than uh, trying to appeal to everyone in the entire world. So, um, like you say, the narrower you can define that target market, and it's really interesting, the concept of having uh, within an accountant niche, you know, um, a liberal and a... And a <laughs> and the other one, uh, a different, a completely different campaigns. Because Technically, it should be 50-50. Or if yeah. you'll find in the accountant space, maybe it's like 70-30. Yeah. You don't know what it is, but it's, it's not fucking 90-10. Yeah, yeah, true. And if you, if you say the wrong thing, like if you, if you, um, if you rail against Trump uh, to, to the wrong side, um, you know, one side's going to love you, one side's going to hate you. So. And, and, if you're, if you're, and it, like, especially on the left, it's like there's no, there's no mercy. One word in your copy that's off, they're like, this person's a Nazi and a racist. Yeah, yeah. So you've got, you've got to get the right – every word matters, as, as we know. <laughs> So um, uh, what are some things that, that people can do to really find out um, the, uh, the buying triggers and, and uh, going even deeper down the rabbit hole, the worldview of people uh, in their target market? So they select a niche. Say they've got, already got a, a, a service for accountants or something like that. You know, and say they build websites for accountants as an example. Um, what are some things that people can do to discover the, the worldview um, of those accountants and appeal only to them. I'm glad you brought this up because you said a word that I find isn't helpful when people are trying to think about this, which is discover. Yeah. Uh, in this day and age, you don't have to discover anymore. Because so the idea of like Eugene Schwartz has market uh, sophistication levels. Yeah. What what sophistication level yeah. are they in? And uh, also has the uh, awareness levels. What awareness level are they in? Are they uh, problem aware? Are they solution aware? Are they product yeah. aware? Right. So. All these awarenesses, people are, are trying to discover where their market is. Well, the internet and the targeting has opened it up so that the truth is, is that they all exist simultaneously right now, right? Like, it's like, are there not people in every market who are problem aware, solution aware, and product aware? Yeah. They're, 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 they all exist, right? They're, even in the internet marketing space, it's like, are there newbies who are brand new? And are there, are there people who are jaded yeah. and got fucking run through the ringer by every guru yeah. in the world? It's like... It's like there are, so you, it's not a matter of discovering uh, worldview or discovering where, where you want to go or discovering awareness or sophistication. It's about not being too greedy and it's about choosing. What's up, Doug? Oh, we are on camera. <laughs> it's, about, uh, it's about choosing now. So it's not about discovering, it's about choosing and, and, and being less greedy so you can be more targeted. It's kind of like the yeah, idea. Yeah. And so the thing what I want to talk to people about too is like, when you're trying to find these worldviews, you're trying to find these things, you, you decide them and you choose them versus discovering and finding. It's proactive versus being reactive. Now, one cool thing, too, is that most, most uh, like, okay, people who are not copywriters or they just get into it, 
they're they're trying to sell on logic and features and reason and we know that's the first error that we know people make it's the first thing you say like no man we we're emotional and we justify it with logic and reason it's like okay fair enough it's like we get that but what people don't get is that the emotion is just like less powerful than something else mm. it's like okay you know we can spark emotion but it's not the most powerful way to go so um, what I like to start at is I like to start at uh, heuristics, cognitive biases, and instincts. And if you start there and you trigger those, right? It's the, and 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 that's even that's like e even at the most basic level, that's like Cialdini shit. Yeah. Right. Like reciprocity, authority. Yeah. Like yeah. like like those are automatic programs that when you hit something, it just it, it, there's an automatic reaction that happens. So I, even instincts, instincts are just mental programs that when it's flipped it automatically just because we can't we can't just uh we can't think every situation through logically on the front of our mind or else we would never even leave we'd have a mental breakdown by yeah. the time we left the house so it's like we have to do things automatically well all those automatic switches or, or processes those are the fucking things that you go for in your copy first go for instincts find, go go for the cognitive biases go for the heuristics and the the mental shortcuts we take automatically because those are wired in from fucking god knows how long ago <laughs> so so put all of those worry about those in your copy and then think about all the reasons why people would the actual buying triggers will make someone buy those are all the universal things those are like to prove somebody wrong to be a better to be a role model for your children like the to make to to, to prevent be, to not being cheated on like those real deep reasons know that shit and then fucking play with emotions and then justify it with logic and reason which we you and i both we were talking about it's like yeah. the logic and reason that they need to justify the purchase is not to justify it for themselves but to justify it for the person oh they God. need to fucking yeah. tell tell yeah. it to that they're buying the thing yeah. unless it's a impulse purchase usually under a hundred dollars it's like they can just sneakily put that in their credit yeah. card and nobody knows at Which 3 a.m yeah. yeah at 3 a.m yeah for those yeah. those uh, furry dildos and shit <laughs> and so, and so <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. Um, but yeah, but so so when you're doing the logic and the reason, just understand that write the logic and the reason to, uh, as ammo for the for, for the buyer to give somebody to justify. It's not for the, don't write it for themselves. Write it so that it actually gives them ammo to tell the person. Mm. So you're writing it for somebody else. But anyway. No, that's really cool. And if you're a beginner copywriter, you know, it's pretty in-depth. Uh, we've gone way down the rabbit hole here, but you've got uh, some of the best uh, copywriting um, head start that you can imagine when you're uh, learning to be a copywriter. This is uh, great stuff even for advanced copywriters. So what I want to ask you now, Mitch, uh, just before we wrap up, uh, running out of time here, um, what I usually ask, and uh, is, for people who, who listen to this show, they'll know this question. I always ask people, who is the quirkiest or weirdest copywriter or marketer uh, that you know of? Definitely you, because of those furry dildos in the mail. I'm just kidding. <laughs> there's, no, there's no evidence of that. <laughs> um, Vince McMahon, who created the WWE. 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 Yep. Yeah. yeah. Uh, he, he bought the... His, his father sold him the company in like 85 or something. And up until today, I don't know the, how old he is. He's like 80 or something. Yeah, he must be daily non-stop marketing tactics and crazy hype and promotion and weird soap opera like it's a soap opera for men yeah. it's like a gay yeah. soap opera yeah. for men there's like a bunch of oiled up uh waxed dudes wearing knee-high boots um fake gay hug pretending fighting each other and everybody thousands of people watch 
and millions of people watch sometimes ever since like the mid-80s. And so what he's been able to do with the team is consistently create all these um, to make you want to watch the next episode for the last 40 fucking years. Yeah. Uh, or something, I can't count. It doesn't matter. When you're, 30, 40 years. <laughs> um, and so he's nonstop, and, and he puts himself in these scenarios and these situations too, and uh, he'll have, like, there'll be crazy things, like like his uh, his car will get, like like a, a fucking $200,000 car will have a bunch of cement poured on it, and then it's yeah. like, it's like see what's going to happen next week, and it's, and it's his car. And, <laughs> and so um, to be able to create cliffhangers and do all that stuff with storylines and, qu- and crazy uh, controversy and all that for that long, he is definitely the most entertaining and crazy marketer I've ever seen. And it's especially cool because uh, most most people watching this will want to build some sort of personal brand for themselves yeah, yeah. as a copywriter or something. Yeah. It's like you got to understand that your entire social your social profile is is a storyline, an ongoing storyline. Your posts are fucking storylines within that storyline. And so there's storylines within meta storylines and all good stories have conflict and cliffhangers. So the crazy thing about and the thing what's the weird thing is what are the what is the one thing especially online most people are deathly afraid of conflict wrong, yeah. conflict, conflict. Yeah. so if you're afraid of conflict then you're literally afraid of good storytelling and ain't no one going to pay attention yeah, to you yeah. so uh, Vince McMahon is the is the king of that of the conflict and storytelling yeah, it's really interesting, and and I've sort of uh, um, followed uh, WWE as uh, not as not as much as I should have because I don't think it's on local Bangkok TV in here in Thailand, or or maybe maybe an hour a week. I haven't found it yet, but um, it's it's something you should really study. Uh, another another great one is is those uh, regular soap operas like Bold and Beautiful, and but uh, um, you know for those of us who are not interested in that kind of stuff, you know WWE is a great one as well. <laughs> They're, they're great copywriting and marketing lessons. That's psychology. So um, thanks for coming on the show, Mitch. Really appreciate that. Um, where can people find out more about you? So we have a we have a YouTube channel with about close to 200 videos on it now of all sorts of training if you want. Because we don't sell informational courses. We just give it away. Yeah. So you can go to – you can look for Opposed Media on YouTube. Yeah, Our website, opposedmedia.com, has a bunch of free training and shit like that. Um, and it's really pretty to look at. Uh, and then my personal Facebook profile, which spreads through word of mouth really, is is where I do my daily thoughts. And, yeah. and that's where most of it goes. Now we're, 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 we're in the midst of creating a new show on YouTube called Privileged and Morally Bankrupt, where it's going to bring to life what I do on Facebook in a bigger and more crazy way, so yeah. to speak. Um, but until that comes out, then the best way is to just follow my Facebook profile and and get and get on there yeah cool thanks that mitch because uh, um one of the the things that i that i uh, have on facebook is I, I select you to be uh, uh you know see first on the on your profile because uh, it's a great marketing and, and psychology education for me you know uh you're one of the few that i actually do that to so um everyone uh, listening to this podcast should definitely do that uh he's one of the ones to follow online so uh thanks for coming on the show mitch i really appreciate that and uh thanks for your time Thank you for listening to Geniuses of Copywriting with Brian Casagina. To get the full transcript and all the resources mentioned on today's show, go to www.geniusesofcopywriting.com now.